Hello, everyone. This is Joyce Davis, Sinwise Outreach and Opinion Editor, and this is Battleground PA. It is still a battle, it seems, although there are some who have declared victory. But stay tuned. We'll have a debate on all of that in just a few seconds as I bring in our trusted analysts, Rajette Harris and Jeffrey Lord. Hang in there. We'll be right back. This is Battleground PA. Pen Live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in our state that will shape the battle for your vote in the 2020 presidential elections. Okay, we are back. And yes, we are taping a Battleground PA podcast and we're doing it on Facebook Live. So we will have our readers engaging with us today. So, but Rajette, welcome. She's representing the Democratic point of view and Jeffrey Lord, the Republican and Trumpista. Am I right, Jeffrey? You are right. All right. Well, welcome to you both. Listen, I'm just going to throw it out at you. Um, Is President Trump ever going to concede? I mean, we have we I'll start with you, Jeffrey. We have election officials. We have all kinds of folks saying, look, this is over. Let's do a gracious exit, and perhaps you will enter stage another day. <laughs> but, Jeffrey, I mean, why can't he get a hold of reality? Well, let me, I, first of all, I'm not sure that it is reality. Second of all, oh, uh, just, just, oh, just, a, just a few minutes ago, in flashed a thing that they found, uh-oh, 3,000 more votes uncounted in Georgia. In doing their, they, 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 all of that's been reported, and it's no, been, no, it's, no. Yep, yep, it has, it has, and it's not going to make a difference. It's this not going to make a difference. This was result. breaking news about two minutes ago. Well, Jeffrey, you guys, uh, you ever heard of clinging at straws? But I mean, Rochette, you come on in here. What are your thoughts as we look at this? I mean, the president, people are saying that it's it's a done deal. They've elected, they've basically announced president-elect, but we're, we're not getting any cooperation. The president, uh, President Trump has rarely done what he should have done over the past three and a half years. <laughs> That's why we're in the situation that we're in. I do not think he's going to concede. Um, I do think that after the, the court cases, after the, any recounts that might occur, um, when uh, Joe Biden, again, is uh, turns out he's the president-elect, I think the president will leave without conceding. I'm not expecting a concession speech from him. I'll be very, you know, very surprised. So we've, we've, we've got a point of agreement here. Neither one of you expect a concession, right? No. Both of right. You. You know, the difference is one, I don't expect him to be the president for another four years. There, There is one interesting thing that nobody seems to have observed. When you... Um, uh get senior the, the reason you the reason you get seniority in the United States Senate is it starts counting from the day you take your seat not the day you're elected or appointed well who has not resigned her seat in the United States Senate that would be Kamala Harris uh she would resign as as if, if they're so confident that she's the vice president elect then she should resign now to let governor Newsom appoint her successor so that that person gets a head start on seniority over all these other people that have just been elected to the Senate but can't take their seats until January. She's not resigning. Why is that? I find that very curious indeed. I know. 
you know, I think the states are going to start certifying, certifying their votes. We just saw today that a county in Michigan, after the uh, GOP tried to block uh, their votes, uh, have okayed their votes. Um, so I think we're continuing the process. We already saw that they're starting to release not only their transition team, um, but some of their uh, uh, cabinet picks, some of the White House picks uh, that have been released from the Biden-Harris uh, team. So they and are you know, moving forward as if they won because because they did. And you know who's on that transition team, very interestingly? A guy by the name of Peter Neffenberg, who is uh, a, a retired admiral, vice admiral from the Coast Guard, who's also the head of Up Smartmatics, the uh, voting software company that's uh, in the center of all of this problem. I find that very curious indeed. We even have um, Republic. I mean, here's the here's the problem. Let's let's delve into this. If you say there was massive fraud, and if you say that there were irregularities, aren't you also, you know, basically countering the victories of so many Republican local people? I mean, it wouldn't have just been fraud on one aspect of the ballot it would have been all everybody would have to read don't you find it don't you find it curious that uh these ballots that show overwhelming votes for republicans down ballot mysteriously don't show up for donald trump no i don't know what we expected that was expected though jeffrey we saw a lot of republicans and you know we've had discussion over the past year a lot of republicans were very upset with President Trump's, the the way that he has been handling being president. So they openly said that they were not going to support him for president, but would still support Republicans for the other races. To be honest, you should be happier than me. (laughs) This was a great great election for Republicans. I'm not happy about the fact that we have 600 some odd, odd thousand votes in Pennsylvania that were not observed when they were counted and and envelopes have been tossed away, making it impossible to identify them. Signatures are not being allowed to, to be matched. Uh, I mean, this is disaster here in Pennsylvania. But Jeffrey, I think, I think you're going directly against what the election officials here are saying, including many Republicans. They're saying, and the courts have all thrown this out. I mean, this is- Joyce, I know what I see. I know what I see. I'm but you may not see correctly. Sometimes I, I see stuff that and my eyes aren't good. I'm not seeing it right. So you've got to accept, right? I mean, I'm just concerned that people are saying, this is dangerous. And I could I could actually, you know, pe- many people who are, are saying it is very dangerous where we are because it's not just a threat to, you know, the transition, but it's a threat to Americans. I mean, Regette. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It, it is a threat to America if the election is being stolen right in front of our eyes. But it has to be verified. There only- has to be evidence. There has to be verified. Uh, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Mark Scringy, all of these people have got to produce the evidence. But they haven't. And they they have to audit. They have to have a recount and an audit of the votes. That's just basic. But but it's not basic if you have independent, not people associated with Trump or people associated with Biden. You have independent election officials, including, as it turns out, a high-ranking official responsible for the elections with uh, Homeland Security. He's been fired because he challenged the president. He said because he said something that wasn't true. But he's, he is the person, listen. He's he the said person. something that was not true. Can I get a sentence out? <laughs> I know you think it's not true, but I'm trying to say he is the person responsible for this. 
and he is independent and he says it is true. It's his job. It's as if I come to you and tell you, Jeffrey, your job is to be a pundit, but I'm going to tell you how to do I mean, the guy who's responsible for making this authoritative says the elections were fair and then he gets fired by the president. That should be of concern to, to all Americans, even you, Jeffrey. We don't want a sham republic, right? I mean, Rajette. We don't want a stolen election, so verify it, audit it. That that's just but not there's no rocket science. It. It's the, the, I guess the question that we're you do realize that if Pennsylvania went to Trump for argument's sake. I buy everything that you say, and Pennsylvania goes to Trump, oh, so he gets those he gets those twenty electoral votes. He still would not be president. The point if is, he, he lost he lost too many states, which is Republican controlled. That's what was so interesting. Even in Pennsylvania, we we agreed, I think it was two weeks ago, that the elections are determined on a local level. It's the local counties that run the elections here in Pennsylvania and give the results to the Department of State. The majority of the 67 counties in Pennsylvania are Republican controlled, including the two counties we live in. I mean, it is what it is. These are just sour grapes. We have 600 some odd thousand votes in Philadelphia and Allegheny County that were not uh, observed. There are uh, voting irregularities. There's anytime you use humans, there's going to be some type of human error. So I'll give you every election. There are some type of irregularities, but that's different than saying that there's mass fraud, some big plot that we're going to cheat for Joe Biden and lose every other race in the entire country <laughs> over one seat. It makes, it's not even logic. Audit and recount. There's nothing wrong with that. What's to hide? But you have to show proof. There's been no proof. In Georgia, they have done a recount. Georgia, they, they've come out, There's, they've done their recount, and they've declared that it is still Joe Biden. What is, what? I mean, they've done what you asked. And that was a Republican. They, 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 they have to match signatures. That so you have to go through this they, whole, whole rigmarole, which they're not doing. Okay, but here's the concern. Here's my concern, and and maybe we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. We have to take a break, and we'll talk about it. But but my concern is at some point for the good of the nation, for the good of the nation, a person of a person of character and patriotism says, you know what. It's time that I accept, that I accept, and I move on for the good of the nation. The but good of the nation, we'll, Joyce. We'll come there. We'll be right back. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we'll let Jeffrey weigh in on why the president won't act in the good of the nation. <laughs> Hang on. We'll be right back. Okay, Jeffrey, we're back. Sorry. You're going to explain. For this. the good of the nation, Joe Biden should, should say, I agree with President Trump. We should have recounts and audits. There's no proof. There's no evidence to require that in in every 50 states. And it's interesting that the only place where you and other Republicans and the president want to have these audits are in battleground states in which he lost. Why why isn't he asking for an audit in Kentucky? Let's do it. I'm for that. Let's do it. Let's recount the whole country. Let's but go. You know, you know, you know what they say is when you speak, when you speak openly, and sometimes you speak in, a, in existence. President Trump, for the past almost four years, has put down quote losers, meaning people who don't win. And we all know you can only have one winner. Well, you know what? Now he's on the losing end, and you know it's something that you should learn in kindergarten when you start playing hopscotch. You can't win everything. He ran. 
a race and he ran hard. He did the big rallies. He got his base energized, but it wasn't enough. You have 73 million, 72 million Americans out there who think this election has been stolen. We need to address that. But, you know, people like you should not help spread those lies. That's the problem that that's what I'm concerned about with this republic. I don't know that it is a lie. There's six. Then prove it. Then prove it. Okay. Okay. Great. Have an audit and have a recount. Don't say no audit, no recount, but you can't prove it. But there That's how you prove an, it. There has been an audit and there has been a recount in Georgia, for example. There has but been. not not but in Pennsylvania. Still no, let's stick with Georgia. Are you accepting Georgia? Because that has happened. I am accepting that just five minutes ago they said they found three thousand more. Yes, but in they have, right, but they still have declared, they still have done all of that, and they because they're not, they're not they're done counting. That. They're not Jeffrey, done counting, Jeffrey, Joyce. You're not hearing. They had to waste taxpayers' money. Joyce, I just saw on here a, a, a bulletin from a breaking news alert from Fox News that 3,092 votes had just been uncovered in the state of Georgia. Okay. Will, will that make, have they announced that's making a difference in the final? Have they announced that? Is that No, it? no because they're still counting. Jeffrey, you will not, you're you're a good Trumpster, you will not give up. But the question, let's take some questions here. And if you want to join in, you can do so by sending an email to topic at battlegroundpa.org, or you can join us right here on Facebook or Twitter. And Tiffany and all these other folks who are throwing in vulgarities, you can say goodbye to us. We are at people who really want to have a civil conversation. We don't need the vulgarity. So if you want to do that, go on your own. I hate Can that. I say something real quick, though? Yeah. If I wanted to sue you, Jeffrey, and take you to court, I would have to have proof of you doing some type of wronggoing. As I go outside, my car is dented. I would have to be able to prove to something, some degree, that you were the one that dented my car for that court to even take up that case. There's a burden of proof. Yeah, we're asking, oh, we are asking for the courts to waste time. We're asking for taxpayers to waste taxpayers' money on a, a theory that President Trump has been touting six months ago because I think he always knew he wasn't going to win. He's been saying, if I lose, it's Rosette. because I cheated. Rosette. He's been saying that for five months. I've been listening to Sidney Powell, the president's lawyer. She says the, the, the evidence is pouring in and they're going to release it. So but, just hang in there. I mean, you got to have the evidence. It's been, but the see. courts have been asking for this evidence for months now, Jeffrey. That's the problem. Jeffrey, that's the months, problem. Every lawsuit has failed so far. I mean, I'm looking at the uh, uh, a, a newsletter here from uh, folks who are, and they're saying every lawsuit the president's file has effectively failed. So yes. you're not getting anywhere with independent thinkers. I know on your side, you've got your loyalists, but those are the only ones standing with you. And we want you to come into the American fold, not be on your own out there screaming. Against- well, Joyce, that's a, diff- that's a different issue. I mean, all of this, he- all of this, let's heal and let's unite. Where was that four years ago? It's here it now. I'm ready to unite right now. But that's- yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Our- I'm sure. That's really- we didn't ask for audits four years ago. No, you asked for impeachment the day he was sworn in. You asked for a special prosecutor the month after he was sworn in. But he did not ask on, that day not to certify their election. Right. And there's been proof of the Russian interference, too, from, from Democrats and Republicans. 
Let's take some questions from our, from our uh, readers here that are pouring in as well. Like your evidence is pouring in, Jeffrey. These questions are <laughs> pouring in. Uh, Destiny is saying, no fraud. Geesh, you all are, are uh, making our country continue to look bad. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else we've got here? Uh, well, uh, Chris is saying, we're continuing, we have no shame. We're continuing to spread lies. Krista, we're not spreading lies. I'm reading from, uh, legitimate text and just quoting from people who are officials who are independent. Uh, Vinny is saying, do you think that if it were the other way around, do you think Trump will want a recount? No, he says he wouldn't want a recount. Um, and, Billy is saying, it's funny how Trump and his followers are having a tantrum. Grow up, sheepy. I mean, uh, that's the problem, too, right there, that unfortunately Americans are looking at this, and they're once again shaking their head and saying, you know, what's going on? Why can't Americans really have a, a peaceful, coordinated election? Now, the officials are saying, Yes, they are. And Jeffrey, one of the questions I'm concerned about is so many Republicans are in charge of these elections throughout our nation, throughout in the counties and all. It's not just Democrats doing this. It's Republicans who are officially certifying these elections. Why cast mud in their faces? That doesn't make sense. Choice. No, I'm wrong. Okay, go ahead. Tell just, me. just certify, just recount and audit. Let me hold this up for you. And I'll read the headline if you can't yes, see go it. Ahead, go ahead. This was five minutes ago. Georgia election audit finds 3,039 more uncounted ballots in two counties. More than 3,000 uncounted ballots turned up in Georgia as the state is conducting an audit of the 2020 election. As the hand tallying continues, officials in Fayette County unearthed 2,755 ballots that had not been included in the original count. So they are auditing, they are looking, and these are the kind of things that can turn a state around. Well, well, let them continue their audit, let them continue the recount. And, and then when it turns out that Joe Biden continued to win uh, Georgia, then we can certify those uh, electoral votes start, and we can continue to uh, continue to move on. Let's do it in Pennsylvania. I mean, even the secretary of state in Georgia said he's being pressured by other Republicans and the president's team to find, um, I don't remember what the spread the spread is between them, it was between 13, 15,000 votes, I believe. But they're, they're trying to make up these votes in some way, shape, or form. I you know, Georgia, Georgia is being highly uh, watched anyways because it, it's going to control the Senate. It's going to determine who controls the U.S. Senate. So obviously both sides have a lot in play when it comes to Georgia. I don't understand the reluctance to have a recount in Pennsylvania and an audit in Pennsylvania. I don't understand the reluctance to just accept the fact that you lost the presidency. Because people think it's been stolen. That's why. Not A lot of people do not believe it was stolen. There's a, a certain group. Do. A lot of people do. And all you have to do is, is, if Joe Biden is a man of character and wants healing and unity, then just come out and say, let's have a recount and an audit. No, the, the vice president is doing what he needs to do. He's moving on with his transition team and getting things ready to take right, over. Because when all these right. lawsuits and everything fall to the wayside because there was no mass fraud, he has to be prepared at day one to become the president. The question is, what is President Trump going to do? How does he Run want again. to be remembered at the end of his presidency? 
run he's again. He's going to run again? Good. So you've now acknowledged that he didn't win. He will run again. No, I'm not acknowledging that. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> All right, but look, let's 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 discuss some other things. I mean, I, I want to take some of the. It's they're coming in so hard. It's kind. Of, I mean, so quickly. It's hard to take all of these questions. But um, let's see. I I mean, I think the the concern is if I win, it's fair. If I lose, it's fraud. Well, Trump is insane. I mean, people are the the problem is this is not helping the country unite. Um, that is, uh, Missy is saying we want fairness. Um, very true. Such liars. Who are the liars, Christina? We're discussing actually what's going on here from official sources. So nobody's lying. We're discussing them. You know, I don't think even I don't think Jeffrey or Rochette think their positions are lies. They're arguing what they what they think is uh, is correct. Um, Can I respond to Kim? Yeah. Where is Kim? I'm trying to keep up with it because we're going. Yeah, here it is. Waste of money, Rochette. Impeachment. You don't uh, think it was a waste of money. But again, Kim, think back to what the facts was. The president asked Ukraine, a foreign country, to investigate and get involved with the U.S. election, which no, is not didn't. something not. which is not something that he did not ask that a, a sitting president should do. He did not. We ask also that. have to remember that both sides, Republicans, uh, a part of our uh, intelligence, along with Democrats, admitted that there was interference in the 2016 election. The question was, did, was the Trump campaign aware of it? Well, let so me say this. That's they different, use, though, than trying to, that's different than trying to, to keep the election. To be honest, it's really the Trump campaign that is trying to steal the election this year. Oh, oh, the Trump. And how is that? There you go. It's reversed on you, Jeffrey. But here, EJ is saying, I mean, there is some concern about how much money all of this is costing in the middle of a pandemic. The fight over who won when it's when most people really look at this and say, if we've got all these officials certifying the elections, it's won. It's done. But EJ is saying, I want my money to help people who are suffering because of the pandemic, not a sore loser millionaire who lost because he was a bad president. Um, uh, let's see. He, that's the thing he lost. We don't think it was stolen. No, he doesn't need to do that, Jeffrey. So whatever. Um, and Linda's saying you're wasting your time, Jeffrey. 45 is as guilty as charged. Um, guilty of what? White, white hair man says Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, right here, I'm trying to get one on Jeffrey's side. So just because Democrats say it's not fraud, we should be okay with that. No, we have a voice to Heather. The problem is it's not just Democrats. That's what we're trying to say here. We've got Republican election officials coming out and saying, we did our job. We watched and made sure it was fair. And this is all across the nation. That's my concern. If I if that if that were divided, if I had some election officials saying one thing and others saying another, and if it was Democrats saying one thing and Republicans saying another thing, my antenna would be up too because I like Jeffrey. But Jeffrey, that's what I don't get. You've got Republican people who are saying this was fair and we need to move on for the good of the nation. They can be wrong just because they're Republicans doesn't make them right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Democrats are wrong, Republicans are wrong. Only Trumpsters are correct. That's basically yes. Now you get it. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here Cassandra's saying Trump needs to win. If not, we are in. uh Oh, y'all will never run this country. Heather said. 
I'm not running the country, but I am a voter. So in that way, I'm helping. But um, Cassandra's saying Trump needs to win. If not, we are in trouble. So, Jeffrey, why do you think we're in such trouble? I mean, that would be that if Trump does not win. Well, we're in tr- we're, we've been we've been in trouble because the American political establishment uh, didn't like Donald Trump from the get go, and and they were defeated, and so they used the entire next four years. I mean, let me go back to something Rosette said about the impeachment and the phone call. He wasn't asking for help in the 2020 election. He was asking for help with an investigation of Biden Incorporated, the son. The brother, I mean, all of this sort of stuff, which is crooked, which is influence peddling, using the office of the vice president to earn money for his family. That's what this was all about. And the fact that they wanted to impeach him for that, they wanted to impeach him literally from the day he took office, long before that phone call was ever made. That's the problem. They've spent four years turning this town, turning this country upside down. Go ahead, Rosette. I'm sorry. When you're in a leadership position, you're always going to have a group of people against you. I have that on my level as being a county chair. It's just the way it is. But you have to be bigger than that, move past it, and do what you were elected to do. Instead of worrying about a few people who were upset that he won the 2016 election, he should have done what he said he was going to do, which was create a better health care policy. He should, instead of doing all these lawsuits and stuff in the last, what, month and a half or two months he has left, he needs to be working with the current legislature to get a stimulus package together. I talked to a couple of women just last week. They own a couple of bar restaurants in the central PA region. They're really upset that the government is going to take away the small businesses that they've been building and working in for 20 years. Those are the people that he needs to be thinking about in his last two months not wasting money and time with these fruitless lawsuits because he well, lost an election. Well, not to point on it, but it's the Democratic governor of Pennsylvania who shut things down, not Donald Trump. I said not to put too fine a point on it, but it's the Democratic governor of Pennsylvania who shut these things down, not the president. No, I'm talking about now. Nothing is shut down. And, and Governor Wolf, this is the one thing about the pandemic in my, that has upset me personally is that both sides are trying to make you pick a side. You're not a grandmother killer if you care about your business, if you care about economically providing for your family. But on the other side, you don't care about the elderly and people who have pre-existing conditions. Both sides are trying to make you choose. You either care about the public health or you care about the economic. Governor Wolf, and I don't agree with 100% of what he did, but I really truly think that he has tried to strike that balance between helping people keep their small businesses open, but also keeping people safe. That's why it's it's been so frustrating to see the president in his position not wear a mask. I guarantee if he would have wear, wore a mask, not made fun of people who did wear a mask, and encouraged people to, you know, do the washing your hands, wear a mask, social distancing, and all that, we might be having a very different conversation right now. Well, I think Jeff- his handling of the coronavirus was horrible. I think Jeff- that cannot be denied that the coronavirus was on people's mind when they were voting. And uh, that was one of the issues. But we're not here to litigate what went on before. We're here to talk about right now we're here. We need uh, the country to move on. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We have economic crisis. We have, guess what? Bad actors looking at us. 
we, I, my previous expertise was in terrorism. And I can tell you that the terrorists are, are looking at this opportunity of weakness in the United States and wondering, can they come in and infiltrate? So I'm just telling you, this is dangerous for our country. Now, Holly is saying she's a Republican and she agrees Trump should call it. Uh, I'm to the point I'm embarrassed to call myself a Republican because of his actions. Um, you know, Patrick is saying Trump is over, finished, forward. Uh, and uh, jo Jolene is saying that's because they don't want exposed for the crooks they are. Which one are you talking about? Um, that's, that's one thing that's bipartisan. And Sandy <laughs> says, God uh, forbid, Trump does pull this off and continues to ruin this country. I really don't know how much more damage he can do. Um, let's see what else we have. Because I want to move on to what is what the potential damage is for where we are right now. Uh, Allison is talking about Pelosi holding up the stimulus. Yes. Uh, and Cheryl yeah. is saying, Joyce, you're talking about waste of taxpayer money for all these recounts, audits. What about the impeachment? Yes, we've talked about that. Yes, that was money that many people was ill-spent. But on the other hand, some people thought you can't ignore things that look that Not only money, but time that should have been spent on the virus was spent on impeachment. Right. As the president well, but let's not forget that the House of Reps have already passed, the, passed two stimulus bills. Uh, one's called the HEROES Act that Mitch McConnell still has on his desk. That's why this Georgia special election on January 5th is essential as to what's going to get accomplished right. in the next two years. Well, Lori is making a very good point. Thank you for that, Lori. Uh, Biden and Harris can't unite us on their own, uh, nor can President Trump on his own or President Pence or Vice President Pence. But we, the people, have to want to come together, too. Um, I just want to pause there. We're going to go into the potential... Um, damage we're, we're doing to our country now, but let's, let's talk a little bit about Lori. I, I'm just imploring Americans um, in this little small kind of pulpit we have now to think about what we're doing uh, to our country, to ourselves. I, but I, this should I, have been thought about four years ago. No, but we are here now. We can, yeah, it should have no, been thought about no, during the Civil no. War. It should have been thought about during slavery. It should have been thought about when you brought slaves to the country. No, where we are now today is where we have to be. And I reach out a hand to you, Jeffrey. I wish I could touch your hand, but I can't. To say, let's figure out how we can move forward. Rajette, same thing. I think most Americans, you guys talk about most Americans. I think most Americans are in the middle, not on the extreme. And they want us to come together. They want us to accept what the independent officials are saying so we can rebuild our country, build our country. Am I wrong about that, Jeffrey? Go ahead. And then, Rajat, you can chime in. Don't well, you're wrong, you're wrong in the sense together. You're, you're wrong in the sense that when this was asked, when Donald Trump won, there was no hands out. There was no appeals to unity. There was no appeals for healing. They immediately moved to impeach. They moved for special prosecutor. They went after his family, his business, everything everything. And now all of a sudden it's all supposed to stop because he's presumably is losing. He is thought to be losing an election and Joe Biden is winning. I don't think so. You can't do it. Human nature so you, isn't so built that way. let the country go down the drain rather than forgive and move on? Well, I mean, honestly, let the country go down the drain. Doctrine, the, the, I happen to know you're a church girl. Your Christian doctrine says you forgive and you move forward and you, you grasp the other person's and hand. I, and I, think, I think so where is that doctrine now? 
I, I think that what we do is sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. I think we need a special prosecutor to investigate Biden Incorporated. Yes, let's go. <laughs> okay, Rosette, any chance of trying to have a unified, uh, uh, getting people on the same boat here is what Laurie is calling for. We have to do this as Americans ourselves. And I guess oh, we have to first admit and accept the fact that we are divided. This election showed that. 75 or 74 million people voted for Biden, 72 million people voted for uh, Trump. So regardless of which way you go, you have 70 plus million people who are going to disagree. I think one of the problems that we have in today's society is everyone thinks that they're right. They're not willing to listen to the other side. And this is why I think that our leaders, our elected officials, Instead of focusing on, am I going to get a committee position? Am I going to be the new leader? What my power is going to be needs to take a leadership role, uh, role in this and reach across the aisle. I think the way to bring us together is to talk about the issues that bring us all together. And that's why I bring up COVID-19 because it's affected all of us. Maybe not health-wise, but economically. The education system right now is just in chaos yeah. because of everything going on. So let's work together on the issues that affect us all. I think that's how we bring us together, even though our views are different. I we mean, all want health care for all. We just disagree on how to get there. I so mean, like, Jeff, yeah, are you right about that? You want health care for all? You just see another way of getting there? Is that correct? Sure. Everybody okay. should be, be able to have the opportunity to get good health care. Okay, so that's the point of agreement. We just have to figure out the right path to get there. But we all want health care for all. Number two, here's, here's the question that I think Kirsten would like us to address. Can we address how Trump not offering a smooth transition to Biden and this team will affect national security? Now, that's why I brought up, you know, my previous work, because I've written two books on terrorism. And I know that when people see weakness and, and disorder and chaos in the United States, they see that as a vulnerability and a time for them to move in. That's what happened with September 11th. My heart sinks to know that people are plotting right now against us because they are. Trust me, they are. And not give, she says, not giving enough time to get caught up to speed has hurt us in the past. Trump, if he's all about making the country great, should put all of, I'm thinking she's saying should put all of this aside for the good of the nation. I mean, mm -hmm. let's talk about the fact that there are bad actors out there. And that our being in this very evident position of chaos is going to hurt us, Jeff. You want to comment on that? So I'm going to come back and bring this to you when it happens, because I, I'm telling you, they're out there. Joyce, I did have we did have we did have 9/11. We did yeah, have an effort to get Osama. Game, that's my concern. We did have an effort to get Osama bin Laden and President Obama, to his credit, over the objection of his Vice President Biden went ahead and conducted the operation that took out Osama bin Laden. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump has taken out a number of terrorists here. Uh, again, Joe Biden silent or he opposes. So the idea that terrorists are going to take advantage, they're just waiting for a Biden presidency. Mm -hmm. uh, Rochette? I, I do think that the transition process should begin as these recounts and as these court cases um, are taking place um, so that Biden and his, his team is prepared uh, in case the election results stand as it is. 
I know that even Republicans in Congress um, and the Senate believe the same thing, that they should be getting these daily briefings. Um, you know, we lost we lost the public service and public service, unfortunately. Um, and I, I think we need to get that back. I think that too many of our elected officials forget that they're elected to serve the people, not themselves. And I think this is an example of uh, President Trump, again, thinking of just himself and not the country. Well, that, that, let's take some questions here. Um, Trump says he care, claims he cares so much about the U.S., yet has the American people looking like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> he's, in the def- he's the definition of a narcissist. Um, let's see. Trump is the biggest issue with regard to national security from day one, his daily briefings that he did not want. All right, let's see. Uh, David is saying, I'm trying to get to as many as I can, but they come in and they, they scroll by. David says, what people are forgetting about is in the government is they work for us, not the other way around. We are the ones who put you all in office. Well, I'm not in office, but, and nor is Rajat and Jeffrey, but, uh, but your point is well made that we should, I think, look out for the uh, good of the, of the nation. And, and, and honestly, sometimes it means simply swallowing your pride and doing what's, what's good for the, for the country. Uh, let's see. Lori is saying taking out terrorists is not a Republican or Democrat effort. That's the work of a unified government at work. Correct. That is the work of a unified government. But also, as we move from national security, I will tell you that that people are moving on. They're looking. I I just participated, um, was part of a webinar yesterday where some of the um, most respected diplomats from our country have come together to offer a proposal for reinvigorating the foreign service. They believe it has been absolutely crushed uh, during this period, but also leading up to the period. But they believe that the morale is absolutely sunk to its lowest. Yes, that is true, Jeffrey. And uh, they're saying that after this administration, there needs to be a complete overhaul and look. We've lost a lot of seasoned diplomats who, will they come back? I don't know. But these are concerns, especially with regard to our status in the world. What they want is a return to the swamp. (laughs) <laughs> well, see, they we're still in the swamp they do take offense at being called that these are career service people who career diplomats and they don't Joyce, like being called Joyce I served in government Jeffrey, I... Jeffrey it's not respectful I'm talking about people who've given their lives of service to our country in the diplomatic corps they are not swamp creatures I know them Joyce, great people. What, let Joyce. me finish, and I'm going to let you talk as long as you need to. But I will not sit here when I talk to the ambassadors, including one on our board, the board of World Affairs Council, Ambassador John Craig. When I, the person I'm going to talk to, uh, Negro Ponte, all of these, these people are not swamp. They are highly respected and character people, and it's not right. It's really not right for you to denigrate their work. But go ahead, your turn, Joyce. I was in government for a very long time in Washington, D.C., from the House to the Senate to the White House. I have seen so you this have attitude. The swamp. <laughs> I you have created the swamp. <laughs> I was part of the swamp. Yeah. I got yeah. out, and I got out, and I have seen the attitude that goes on with these people. They think that they run the country. They don't run the country. The people run the country. They work for people. All you had to do was watch these people parade up in front of the House Judiciary Committee and see the overweening arrogance 
that a lot of them displayed. They are not in charge. They work for the American people. And, and this attitude that they are smarter than everybody and brighter than everybody and deserve all sorts of hosannas, I mean, the arrogance is just unreal. Jeffrey, I'm going to tell you. I just think we need new voices. I really think, and I'm not putting down anyone with experience or anything of that nature, but what we've been doing is not working. I think we need new voices. I think we need new ideas. And I think we need people outside of the Washington, D.C. area that live in the states and are around people to come in and try to fix the mess that we are in. I think we need new ideas. I think we need new voices. We need and new the people. problem that we're having, Rajette, is that people, young people, and they were just on this call, are looking at this, and they don't want to step into what they're seeing. But there, are a lot that, but there are a lot that do. That's why I'm what curious to like. see. That's why I want to see what happens with the leadership elections. I know here in Pennsylvania, for the first time, we have a woman um, leader with the House Democrat Caucus that's still in the minority and in the Senate uh, Caucus. Um, so even though they might not be new as far as their, as their elected officials, at least we're having new voices and leadership positions. Are we going to have that in Washington as well? But as Jeffrey points out, and he's correct, it goes by seniority in D.C. It so it's hard to get those new voices. And remember, in politics, you're young at age 50. I mean, <laughs> 60 is young. So I'm not saying you have to be 20 as a new voice. I'm just saying we need people who haven't been there for 30, 40, basically my yes. entire lifetime to come in with new voices, new ideas that know what the issues are. Even when we talk about racism, the racism I deal with, is very different than the racism my grandmother dealt with is very different than the racism my mother dealt with. So let's have my generation and younger in there to talk about today's issues. That's all that I'm saying. Uh, I agree. I agree with Rochette that we have to have new people. And this is one of the problems. This is one of the problems with um, career government officials. They should be term limited. They should serve 10 years and go home and have new people come in and keep getting a fresh supply, fresh new blood all of the time. We don't do that. We, we, we opted out for a civil service that basically once you're there, you're there for life. Well, part, of, not, part of the proposals that are being that is to revamp some of that and to make sure that there is. That's part of what the proposals are, to kind of make sure new blood is coming in. But I will tell you, be careful. You don't want to lose because it takes a long time to really know what you're talking about when you're talking about the Middle East. It takes a, You don't just jump in as a 20-year-old and know what's the issues between Palestinians and, and Israelis or how Syria fits in or how Iraq fits in or where is Afghanistan or Pakistan and all this. You don't learn that just by stepping into it with, with a nice dress on. You have to know these issues, and it comes from years and years of experience. It comes from building relationships with people in the region that happened over decades. So I, I hear you. I agree. But you you lose a well, Joyce, I, I you lose a great deal of strength when you lose that experience and that knowledge. I would just I would just observe that all of these people who were Donald Trump critics uh, are not the ones who got peace in the Middle East. It was Donald Trump. Jared Kushner. Peace in the Middle East doesn't just come in four years. It is something that has to be built. I, 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 I understand it. That I know. You yeah, don't I have, it doesn't happen. It is the result of years and decades of groundbreaking. Of, but the, so, but the progress that Donald Trump made, all of these people, or lots of them at least, opposed it. They said he didn't know what he was doing. He turned out to be right. 
That's because he brought an outside perspective to it. I agree. That, There's that a place is for everyone. And that's the problem is you have voices that are not at the table that are being locked out. And to go to your point, Jeffrey, I, Donald Trump didn't lose the election necessarily because of his policies. Now, I myself don't agree with a lot of them, but there are a lot of Americans, obviously, we saw this election who does. He lost because of his attitude, and he continues to prove people right the way that he's acting now. That's why he, he lost. But you know, I I'm for term rallies, limits. I know your it. opinion on the government official. You know, I'm, I'm for term limits for elected officials. I don't think you should be able to be in Congress or Senate for 60, 80 years. Um, I would love to have term limits. So Penny is saying President Trump has done everything he can to put America first. Hard to do your job when Democrats have done nothing but try to destroy our president. Our, I think she means, oh, you are president, and fight him even now when Americans need this help. And evil, evil Pelosi, we shouldn't call people evil, Stop it at every turn. Listen, thank you, Penny. Uh, I hear you. But here's the issue as I look at it as well. I hear Jeffrey. Jeffrey is, is right that at the very beginning, there were people who thought this wasn't the right, he wasn't a person that should be in the presidency. So they fought him from the beginning. But they did the same with Obama. When, it, I mean, there, when was Obama impeached? There, there, there were issues fighting Obama in the, in the, in the Congress throughout Choice. the term. No. That is, I'm giving you the side of the story that is also out there. I know you don't agree with it, Jeffrey. Joyce, please show me. It's not true because you don't agree with it. But go Joyce, ahead. please show me what special prosecutor invested Barack Obama and when was he impeached? He was not impeached because he didn't do anything impeachable. But he was neither did, neither did Donald Trump. Rejet, well, I have a completely different perspective on this. Go ahead. It's amazing to me how Americans complain about the partisanship of Washington, but yet they keep building in the same people. Here in Pennsylvania, every single incumbent that ran for Congress won. And we saw this around the country. There were a couple flips, but not many. It's still, I guess, that theory that I like my congressmen, but the rest of them are horrible. So Pat, but you're not going to get changed by continually to vote in the same people. And that's any level of government. There we go with the new voices, the new perspectives, the new people, the new policies. So Patrick is saying that's right. Trump had his four years, sent him on his way. But Jason is saying Biden has been in the government for a long time and has done nothing. Well, that's not true, Jason. You see, we always go to exaggerate. He has done a lot. He may have not have done everything. But after that, saying that, I believe Trump also is not the person we need either. So he doesn't have anyone that he likes. We got to go with one of them, though, right, Jason? It's got to be one or the other. Um, let's see. I know... Here's a Cole is saying if you try to speak out or be a new voice, you're shunned by party leadership. I don't know if that's in the Republican Party, but he, I think he's saying that's what's happening in the Democratic Party. Does that happen in the Republican Party too, Jeffrey? Or do is there more openness and acceptance of young people there? No, I think I think Cole has a point there. I mean, mm -hmm. this is what's problem. going on. And I mean, it's just that this gets more headlines at the moment because of the Democratic Party and Biden is in theory the president elect. So You've got the, the progressive wing out there objecting to who he puts in his cabinet and all this kind of thing. I've already seen they're rebelling over, uh, and frankly, I didn't really know who he was. Cedric uh, Richardson, I guess his name is. Yes. Uh, he's a congressman from Louisiana, and he's being appointed to something in the government, and you've got the progressive wing all upset about it. So 
Yeah, so that's, but that's not an age issue, though. It's not about your age. You have young people no, who just go, go along with the flow because they want to get a position and move up ranks as well. It's whether or not you're, again, independent-minded or not. That's something that political parties have in common. <laughs> Politics is about control, if we're being honest. A lot of it is about control and power, unfortunately. It happens in the Republican Party for sure. And I can give you a perfect example is uh, back in 2013 when Ted Cruz was holding up uh, the budget and his biggest critics were his fellow Republicans in the Senate <laughs> because they thought, you know, they didn't they didn't agree. They thought he was too obstreperous, yada, yada, yada. So, yes, it does happen in the Republican. And party. I think I told this story as chair. I voted against the, quote, establishment, and I was told I wasn't loyal to the party. All the work that <laughs> right. I put into the party, but I'm not loyal because I had the audacity to, you know, use use my brain with well, one vote. One of the things I am hearing very Brains clearly, are dangerous things. <laughs> one of the things I am hearing very clearly is that there is a concern that newer, fresher, more independent voices are sometimes stifled, not only in politics, but also in um, in government, as you're saying. That's part of the and while India says we need seasoned people, I think what I'm hearing is that those seasoned people ought to realize that there's a term that they have and they should be cultivating the next generation to come in to be a part of that immediately, but also for leadership positions. Is that correct? Am I hearing that correct, Rajat and Jeffrey? Yeah. It, yes, I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. We just need to take the egos out. Unfortunately, well, you have to have a certain level of ego to... Yeah, good luck with that. To me, people who get into politics, they get into they have big egos. That that's part of what drives you. There's, there's <laughs> you a reason for it too. I mean, it's a it's a defense mechanism. I'm you sorry. have to realize though that there's always something to learn too. Regardless of yes. how much you know, there's always someone that knows more. Okay, Missy is asking, and we're nearing the end, but hypothetical question: if fraud is proven and Trump remains president, would you all accept that and be kind and move on like we are being told? Missy is asking a question. If it's actually proven, I don't think we would have a choice. I personally, if there's proof that this is not correct, I have to go along and I want what's good for the country. That's where Joyce sits. I don't know, Rajette. I mean, if I'm speaking for myself, yes. If fraud is proven and um, the election current results are proven invalid, then yes. I would the have current, to I mean, The big thing is on. proof. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree with that. Proof. We need right. evidence and we need proof. Absolutely. Jeffrey, we are all on the same page, frankly. I, I think if, if you actually did have a, a, a fire hose of proof coming at me that Trump really won, if that were the case, and if I started, if I had these election officials saying it, I mean... Of course, we have to do this. We have to, for the good of our country, go with what is right. I, guys, and I'm going to leave this. I'm going to let you guys, uh, you know, settle on this final thought. How do we save our democracy, Jeffrey? I don't want to lose America. I've, no, I've lived, you, you, I've you, lived you. everywhere around this world, and I know that we have something here worth saving. But we can't take it for granted. It's no, and you save it. Savior. You save it, Joyce, by counting the votes. And auditing the votes, have recounts, get the votes, get the get the understanding of exactly what happened. 
And, you know, sad to say, and this is a 21st century problem, not a 20th century problem or before, we have all of these uh, computerized problems here, software, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, we're in a brave new world here that, frankly, I think uh, unless you're eight years old, you don't understand it. Uh, and, and that somehow is going to have to be resolved because we can't keep going through this. Rochette, you have the last word on how we save our country. You know, do we, what do we need to do? One of the problems we had is that <clears throat> states weren't prepared with the influx of votes, especially states that had mail voting for the first time, and they weren't prepared to handle the volume. That does need to be fixed uh, moving forward. Um, now, I'm on record. I do not think there is mass fraud. I do trust the election results. With that said, I do think part of the healing unity process is allowing Trump, which is his right, to challenge results, ask for recounts, and go through the court system. With that said, once that is completed, then he needs to do what's best for the country and help unite it by conceding and congratulating uh, Joe Biden, because in the end, this is about the United States. It's not about any one person. Because well, regardless, who, who, regardless of who's president, the country will continue. As we know, time moves on with or without us. So yeah, we need to be unfortunately, Bridget, that's the one thing I'm, I have a concern about. Um, we assume the country will move on as a democracy and as a republic, and it may not if we don't check this, if we don't really deal with this moment in time. And Missy is saying, thank you. Great answer. Restores my faith a little. Thank you, Missy. Here's one thing that, that Jeffrey has gotten through to us and I, uh, through this as we've gone through that, you know, part of this is because we have not treated each other with the respect on either side that we deserve. Uh, Jeffrey has made it clear to us that part of the, 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 the support for the press, for President Trump has been that people have felt that an elite has dissed them, has, has disrespected them, has, have made them feel like, you know, less than. Uh, and many minorities feel that way. So we get it, Jeffrey. I understand. People can make you feel less than. And we got to get past that in this United States. Nobody is less than. We're all absolutely equal under the law. Uh, so with that, my dear uh, uh, readers and the viewers, we thank you. We respect you all for coming, especially those who managed to be civil and not send curse words our way. So thank you all. And Regent and Jeffrey, as usual, you're helping democracy in the little ways of, of being able to talk about difficult issues together with civility. So with that, can I say thank you? Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And, uh, you know, let's pray. We will get through this as one nation. All right, under, under guys. <laughs> right. Bye bye, guys. See you later.